Eventually, 6 o'clock rolled around, and I was supposed to start the show. Everybody was already armed with their drinks and hors d'oeuvres. They had formed little comment circles around the artwork, addressing each other with hypocritical politeness. It was time for my introduction. In my best announcer voice, I said, Hey, everyone, thanks for coming by the Eastboro Artist Guild show. I see some really great art this year. Was my nose starting to grow? We're happy to sponsor you guys at our gallery. Moving the exhibit from the walkways of the library to this location was a great idea. Jerry shouted from the back. And we don't take library fines. There was some polite snickering. I was now obligated to do the circuit of meet and greet, reminding myself to refrain from making too many snarky comments, or at least until the booze kicked in. I went over to a group standing in front of James's painting. He turned to me and said, Why am I over here by the fire extinguisher? James was one of the few full-time ponytailed artists who almost made a living at what he does, paintings mixed with collage elements. In reality, he was living off of his Air Force disability pension. I said, You're the first one I grabbed, starting down the wall from left to right. Why do you guys hang such dreck on the walls? How many renderings of fruit balls does the world need to see? We take what comes in, James. These people aren't real artists. They all have corporate jobs. They're more worried about their IRAs than their work. James was in full struggling artist mode again. Because he lived in a shitty apartment, he resents anyone with nice furniture. Brett wandered over. Hey, man. Great show. His entry was this incredibly dark painting with layers of caked-on black acrylic paint that sort of formed a relief map on its surface. Stuck on the left side was an actual dead mouse, polyurethane in frozen agony. He called this masterpiece, Meet Your Destiny, Jerry asked. So what's with the dynamite around your neck? Brent reached for his prop. I thought I might explode onto the art scene. Damn it, I couldn't tell if he was trying to be funny or provocative. I said, you do realize you look like a crazed bohemian terrorist. He stood there for a moment, smiled at me, then said, Ella snack bar. A play off the term a la Akbar. I told him, you know David Lynch did a painting with a dead rat embedded in it, right? It was called Meat as a Face. Brent struck his contemplation pose and then pondered his creation. You see, the mouse represents the darkness of the underground. Okay, fine, but my point is it's been done before. It has? He headed towards the bathroom with his head down. Jerry said, Wow, I think you made him cry, dude. Look, I like the guy's stuff. It's just that this one was so painfully obvious and a sudden crash brought all conversation to a halt. Across the room, there was a guy staring at a pile of broken metal and wood next to his feet. That was Jerry's cue. Oh. My. God. Look what you did to my artwork. The guy raised his hands. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Don't you know? You're not supposed to touch the artwork. But, but the sign said. Jerry waited a beat, flashed his satisfied grin, and then said, Nah, I got you. Look, there's a motor on the back which makes it fall. See? The guy worked up a laugh, sort of. While Jerry reassembled his art trap, I made sure the food and booze were holding up. In front of the bread bowl was Leslie. Mmm, this is great. She said while dipping a chunk of bread into the opening. Leslie was in her 50s and practically left the trail of granola behind her everywhere she went. She was that earthy crunchy. Her thing was found objects in clay. She basically sculpted random crap into weird shapes and gave it a name. This year she submitted a fold-over clay pot that looked something like a vagina. Because I couldn't hang it on the wall, I had to stick it on its own little platform. 
I grabbed a chunk of bread, popped it into my mouth, then studied her creation. I felt obligated to say something. I like what you did with the glazing. I lied. She wasn't listening. Do you think anyone is going to bump it? This stand looks flimsy. She knelt down to adjust it. There was a little piece of string trailing out from the pot's opening. She inspected this errant piece of debris like a piece of fluff on a sweater. It wasn't part of her creation. She pulled on it and a wet tea bag slid out from the opening. We both watched it dangle from her hand for a second. It looked like some kind of tampon surrogate. Who did this? Her head whipped around the room, looking for a culprit. God damn it, I said in feigned outrage. Somebody must have left it there. I'm sorry. I would have to kick Jerry's ass later. 